0: Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit.
1: Whatever the fuck that means.
0: Hi guys, I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and today I'm joined by a very, very special guest co-host who you have not heard from before, but is a crucial integral part of the podcast. It's our very own Sheriff of Soundtown, Brad Dubin. Hi, Brad. Hello. Brad's on today to run through the intro portion of the the podcast like we do with every episode. We run through the same three questions. Before I chat with the main guest, we will talk about our favorite workout. We'll talk about the thing that we want to talk about. We'll talk about a wild card question. And then you'll get to hear from a very dear friend of mine who's been living in Copenhagen for the last few years, learning yoga in India, teaching yoga. She's a new mom. She gets really vulnerable about her experience thus far with motherhood. It's a beautiful conversation. Okay. Hi Brad. How's oh, it going? Oh gosh. <laughs>
1: thanks for coming on oh man
0: (laughs) welcome to this side of what the fit (sighs) brad is usually behind the scenes he's the one responsible for delivering the podcast to your ears every week so i think it's important for the people to get to know you a little bit the listeners to get to know you a little bit
1: no i know i know and this is uh all i've wanted (laughs) ever
0: Except uh, when I asked you you had a full time blown I panic ever attack.
1: Heard the, the podcast, I said, when's she gonna ask me? And and you know, two years later and 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 I'm terrified. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be great. We really appreciate all you do. You work on all the editing to make it mm-hmm. sound perfect. You yeah. remove all my annoying noises that I make. I try to. You the
1: burps. Are you
0: what all of the things you recently put together that beautiful edit for Christopher Smith's episode. Mm -hmm. If you're listening right now to this episode, honestly, just, just turn us the fuck off and go Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. listen to Christopher Smith's story. So
1: much more important than this.
0: It a hundred percent is more important
1: important. than like most things. Yes. Like really that I've ever been a part of, I feel like, um, but certainly this conversation. No,
0: cer- certainly. But I mean, <laughs> but this is important too. We are, we are important too. You are important to this podcast.
1: Thank you. I hope that that's true.
0: You're my number one employee. Mm-hmm. My only,
1: only employee. employee. What's your favorite employee thing about working for me? for Six months running. What's the most important what? No, what's
0: your favorite thing about working for me? <laughs>
1: uh, well... Um, uh, truthfully i get to i get to be a part of something that i i think is pretty fantastic and, um it's a project i i believe in and yeah you know we you know i didn't go to school to learn to do sound you know yeah, but um, a musician, and so you sure.
0: had experience learning learning band. how to
1: do this is is or having a you know outlet to learn how to do this is Pretty meaningful to
0: me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you and Ryan both pushed me to start recording at home to create Rubio Studios. You helped me with all the equipment. I would have been completely lost without your guidance and you know our friend Steven's guidance. Steven is the composer for the music in the intro shout-out portion. Yeah. Huge shout-out to him. Intro portion of Chris's episode. Um, so he's kind of like the actual sound mm-hmm. tech mm-hmm. genius mm-hmm. guy but
1: at wiki sticks yeah. yeah he's yeah uh, if you need any recording done he's he's the guy uh,
0: totally you built me a stand for all my equipment Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: you've been helping with
1: wheels producing.
0: don't work but... it's okay <laughs> <laughs> this is crap can't be perfect here
1: you know uh, yeah i give you suggestions to ignore and we... yeah absolutely <laughs> we take it from there
0: yeah so, no, I, just, you're a very crucial part of the production, I so just yeah, want, we I want just people to hear from you.
1: I want listeners to know that we are constantly having conversations about the podcast and, you know, directions and... and
0: how we can make it better, the future, how it sound right? better. And
1: she ignores everything because that's how authentic she is. <laughs> this is her vision and her dream.
0: That's not true. I don't ignore everything. But I will say it's good. It's a challenge for me. It's an opportunity for me. I'm glad I have you because you care a lot about the details and you like to get into the weeds of things where Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it's fine. 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 And so you really help make the product better quality because I am just concerned with like we gotta get, we gotta get the message out. I, I have mm-hmm. the message. I have these people. I want their story mm-hmm. to be heard. Like put it out, put it out, put it out. And you're like, okay, yes, but like, this sounds like garbage, and it can sound better with a little <laughs> bit more work.
1: <laughs> right. So it's, I appreciate it's yeah. good. It's, it's a good balance. It's it's like it's like writing, which is like you know you can you can say anything a hundred ways, it's just like, and you what's will the, fucking try to what's say What's the best ways. <laughs> the best way to say it? <laughs> How do you convey this most appropriately, most effectively?
0: Okay, Brad, what's been your favorite workout?
1: I know what was not my favorite workout this week.
0: Okay, what was that? Which
1: was getting up at 6.30 this morning to go to the Over the Rhine YMCA. Yep,
0: we went to the Y this morning for a workout.
1: And I...
0: So honestly, might be the thing I'm most proud of this week is that I got it 6.30. <laughs> I <know. laughs>
1: it's true. I did wake up, run four miles. That was fine, having not worked out really for like the past two weeks. Yeah, you've been uh, busy. I got a, yeah, I got a shoulder thing. And um, it felt good.
0: It yeah, felt good. you ran on the treadmill for four and a half miles. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything else? I was lifting while you were doing um,
1: I did. I did some, a little bit of row stuff just to kind of move my shoulders mm-hmm. to see what felt what felt good yeah. um none of it did so <laughs> um but favorite workout we went to the gorge this weekend
0: oh yeah
1: we we hiked seven miles we Hiked
0: seven miles up and
1: down uh we went out courthouse rock is what we did yep um solid workout
0: i thought so the last quarter of a mile to get to courthouse rock was just like straight up and down
1: uphill because we took the weird windy route
0: and i was just like annoyed at you the entire time yeah because classic you were so far ahead of me uh-huh.
1: i'm uh, like why
0: are we hiking together if you're just gonna go off and hike by you yourself gotta,
1: you gotta set a pace you know
0: well i couldn't keep up with the pace
1: <laughs> I, you know that's why i don't like going in front
0: but you did like going in front. You kept pushing me okay. out of oh, the yeah, way. Oh yeah, that's because that's in you in <laughs> front of me on the trail when I was trying to lead because you I were, could set the pace. You were
1: wearing a camel pack that made a shh shh sh- shh sh- sh- sound. And you and off were of annoyed? your lower back at every step and I couldn't hear it at all if I was in front of you. Oh. Yeah, but it was like it was like deafening. No, I right do you.
0: I do like to go hiking with you and Ryan because you definitely do push me mm-hmm. to go faster but it's
1: true you lose you lose a lot of the beauty if you're,
0: you're just plowing through plowing through. yeah i had was admiring no beauty as i was just staring at my feet panting heavily trying to make it up the i hill. think we need
1: to find this balance of um speed that gives us a good workout distance do, that gives us do a good you know workout how we find that balance? time i lead it when t- I'm the so leader. So that we're not out there also for six hours. We've never been out there for six well, hours. I know, it's because we're we're flying through these we're hustling. <laughs> these which hikes. is good.
0: I like it. I I personally want hikes to feel like a workout. Like I want to go to like get a good workout. Right. And I'm not compl- I'm not complaining about the hike that we did at all. Mm-hmm. Like it was a good workout. It was challenging. Mm-hmm. It maybe could have been a little bit slower. No, like I, I would been would have been fine going the pace that we went if I was leading it. i didn't feel like i was trying to catch up i don't like the feeling of trying to catch up. sure
1: sure okay that's that's on me
0: (laughs) no it was a beautiful it was a beautiful come
1: on (laughs) this (laughs) one was
0: good that was a good one that was going to be that was going to be my favorite workout but then i did a workout yesterday
1: Mm -hmm. so do you Mm -hmm. know you know my favorite workout is no
0: i guess it was monday
1: monday you uh, yeah you pr'd
0: i pr'd my trap bar deadlift
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i picked up off the ground 250 pounds, Mm -hmm. and set it back down on the Mm -hmm. ground Mm -hmm. one time. One time. That was great. Well, I started, I did 235, 245, 250 each one time. So Mm -hmm. it's like compounding. I don't really understand how that works. So really,
1: you PR'd three times. I
0: don't really understand. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I don't really understand how that works, but Johnny, you know, kind of talks about it in a way that that sounds like he knows what he's talking about. So I listened to him. No, but it was great. I felt really good. I wanted to... My my goal go- going in, you know, somewhat, just whatever was two fifty. Johnny said his goal for me before I did it was two forty five, so we all came out winners.
1: Yeah, we all. Yeah. I exceeded his Everybody expectations. But I meet
0: yeah. my expectation. It was good. It felt really good. I feel really good this week. I've been working with Ashley Jones on my nutrition. Mm-hmm. So she's like setting me up for success, mm-hmm. getting lots of carbs this week. It's good.
1: You, you've been you've been sticking to it.
0: It's, I've been sticking to it for this, sure. I can't do I, if they. I mean, not
1: that anybody had any doubts that you would. No, I but, know,
0: but you know. it's the easiest. I love when people tell me what to do. It's you easy did to
1: eat think. a couple bites of peanut butter and honey sandwich.
0: I did. Just eat want a everybody couple
1: to bites know, for transparency's sake.
0: Absolutely, I've eaten a couple bites of. <laughs> peanut butter and honey sandwiches i've had a few drinks i've had a bite i i don't want the point of me mm-hmm. being able to have a nutrition guide and plan is to support my training and not feel like i'm on a diet or i'm beholden so to that's being what i was i was about
1: to, to ask you is where where does the world stand on the difference between a restrictive diet and a meal plan?
0: I think it comes back to intention and mindset behind it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, am I, eating I, to I support that.
0: my training. I am no way, I never feel hungry. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I am, you know, restricting the foods that I eat. Every food that she has me eating was food that I ate normally before as a part of my diet like i'm not removing anything in fact if anything else i told you i'm adding i'm eating more carbs than Mm -hmm. i would normally eat on my own so it does it feels more of like an abundance meal plan than anything restrictive Mm -hmm. and and that i also know you know i don't even use the language of like i can't have that my like i'm choosing not to have that right Mm -hmm. now
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i can have anything i I want at any time that i want
1: that's the important part yeah
0: yeah Yeah. So, no, I'm feeling good. I'm getting lots of sleep. It's excellent. I was telling you, too, about as I was thinking about preparing for this lift, even just like driving over to train, like how much I've always thought about strength training as like how strong you are. Mm -hmm. Almost like a brute force. Sure. Can you pick up? Can you lift the weight? Can you push the weight? Can you move like the weight that you have to do? Mm -hmm. But especially as you get into like heavier and heavier lifting, it's so much about technique. Mm-hmm. And engaging your body properly. And like that's why I have Johnny there as a coach where like I'll do several reps, same weight. I know when I'm he calls it, you know, in the pocket, when right. I'm engaging my you body that sweet I'm supposed spot. to be engaging, yeah. yeah. That same that weight can feel so much different than if I'm moving mm-hmm. far too forward or my core is not tight, or whatever it is, and like after each lift, he'll give me cues that I can work on the next time. Like it's so, it's so much more skilled than I originally thought. Mm-hmm. Which is no, great. and after
1: yeah, after we talked about that, I kind of real, I don't know, I started looking at it more like a sport than yeah, it's just I mean, like it a, a training. Like yeah, no, it, I know, so I know, like it is a sport, and yeah. and when, but I think I still always just thought of it as like. Okay, who's the strongest guy? Who's the strongest, yeah, yeah.
0: which obviously there's that component. But but there's mm-hmm. also like so much outside of those specific lifts that you're doing that you're working on. Accessory right. work, speed it w- work, it endurance. Wouldn't, it wouldn't
1: be an Olympic event if yeah. it was just about finding the strongest person. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I know, I hadn't yeah. like thought about that.
0: But yeah, anyways, that was my favorite workout. What do you want to talk about?
1: Why why don't you you start? Okay, I'll start. I know you got something queued up.
0: I do have something that I'm so fucking excited to talk about. So I've been thinking about this for a couple weeks now. And we're going to try something new with the podcast. We're going to implement something new that I hope you guys will be just as excited about as I am. What the Fit is going to have a voicemail. You can call into a number be directed to a voicemail where you can leave a message and then I will hear the message and then play it on the podcast and respond to it. So you can call in and you can tell me about your favorite workout of the week. Or you can have a thing that you want to talk about. Or you can say, I have a wild card. Ask the wild card and answer the wild card. I'll play your voicemail Mm -hmm. recordings back during an episode and then respond and like talk about them and engage with them. So I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. You can call it just say hi. You can call to say I like this, I don't like this. You can call and be anonymous. You can call and say your name. Whatever you want to do, just call the voicemail, and call, it'll be a great way call to just call the voicemail. Just call the voicemail. Okay, so the number is right. Get this down. Write this in your put this in your phone contact WTF. Well, you're you're mark obviously going to share form. it. I'm confusedly. obviously going to share it everywhere else. <laughs> but just so you can write it down right now, if you have a pad and paper in front of you. Five one three two six eight six zero eight nine. We hit again, that number again. Five one three two six eight six zero eight nine. I'm really excited for this. I can't wait fun. to hear from you guys. It we'll give yep. you a chance too to you know come on the podcast in quotations.
1: You know, and for my sake, if everybody could just speak in crystal clear radio, your best radio announcer voice. You
0: don't have to have a good radio announcer voice. <laughs> You don't have to be poised. You don't have to practice hook, before. Hook a
1: microphone up to – use a sound booth when you're calling in. No. If If ever <laughs> –
0: Call off the cuff. Maybe you just got done with the workout and you're like, oh, my God, I need to talk about this feeling. Let me call What the Fit voicemail real quick. Get it out. Maybe it could be like therapy for you. Okay, let's like maybe – I don't even know if there's a.
1: People should get fun with it. Like call during a workout. Totally. Call when, yeah, you're, when like you're running. zip lining. I
0: hate doing this you're, so much.
1: You're you're out on a yacht. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Call me if you're on. Give a us yacht. give us context. Paint I, the picture. Yeah. Yeah. What? Why? Why did you decide to call? I mean. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us about your family, your Definitely. kids, where you, who you are, where what you, had you come for from. breakfast.
0: How's yeah. your back feeling? <laughs> got any weird fungi happening funguses fungi Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. and we'll be sure to put your picture and your name (laughs) on and direct you to a medical professional
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it'll be great i'm excited so yeah give us a call uh okay brad do you have a thing you want to talk about yet
1: (laughs) no um i i kind of forgot about this segment you were how just, do you forget about this segment? You li- you. I know. I know. Edit
0: the podcast yes. every single week. It's true. I talk about this.
1: It's true. Time and
0: time again, yeah. you have to think one thing to talk
1: about. One thing.
0: You're not going to get up. Um.
1: The hook. Uh. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about. Okay, I just all right. I'm okay. going to do it. Okay. I'm going to say it. Okay. This is this is. Okay, so I also I work in the service industry. Uh huh. And. Might lose my job, but anyway, no. I.
0: We're not going to say where you are. Were. we're in
1: this. We're in some strange times right now.
0: Would you say unprecedented?
1: I would. I would call these times unprecedented. Um, and we. I I'm getting so it's a, it's a strange place I work at to begin with, but mm-hmm. everybody wants the world to be normal
0: sure fair assessment
1: everyone also wants to feel safe and be safe yeah and precautionary Mm -hmm. and they there has become this sense Mm -hmm. or i get the sense that that customers patrons even and i think this goes to stores to Everything else. Anytime people are coming out,
0: customers are interacting with the business and expecting a service in return.
1: The onus is on the service Mm. workers.
0: Right. Like you guys take every precaution to make me safe.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm showing
0: up here. It's your job. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna tell you to I'm gonna come whisper in your ear because I, I, I'm sick of yelling or I'm going to like corner you against the wall to tell you that like, hey, our table over there needs water, right? Um,
0: but you as a server better be back six feet from the table. Better, yes. Wear a mask. Yes. Don't touch my plate. Is this been sanitized?
1: Why, why yeah. aren't you wearing gloves? Yeah. Gloves aren't more sanitary than clean hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... And I... And I don't know a solution. Well, I okay. think
0: this is nice to just make people aware. Maybe they and have some behavior. Maybe that they I'm, just, been aware of. I'm just bitching.
1: Yeah, sure. Have um, to do that. But it's it's something I'm in, I'm noticing increasingly that that I mean because you can't please everyone, and so the people you you have to take measures that at least ensure everyone's safety, mm-hmm. right? Um but
0: also, you don't have to go out to thank eat thank you that you was don't have my to next go, point like th- it's not an essential thing it is not so if you are choosing and, to go out and you I have th- to accept some of the risk and also accept the responsibility to take care of yourself yes. and other people yes,
1: I think that there's there there's a yeah it's a privilege to be able to go out and eat and or to go shop or yeah. whatever um and when people are paying for something they become very quickly entitled yeah and and so i i i guess yeah that this is just a plea yeah for some mindfulness no that and, I, I or like s- that. some awareness i like that um, because
0: it does there is now this weird power dynamic shift in that people get to sit there without masks and mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, ob- obviously that makes mm-hmm. sense but then Everyone around serving them is a mask that also makes sense, but it's just a very it's a visible difference, yes, and you've lost that kind of even playing field that you as a server may be able to establish absolutely as you're talking there is the table there is an, an a much more intense extends. power
1: power dynamic yeah um you know just just give give your server some grace I yeah think. we also can't breathe in in a yeah, mask no, that's no. why you you know you don't want to have to wear it longer than you do you take it down before you're off before you even sit down right and and you know and a lot of it is like you know i'm not a i'm not a doctor right but like you getting up and putting putting on a mask to go to the bathroom is is really a respect thing for me more than it is you know it just shows that you Give a shit. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's um, good.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. People, thank you. Maybe have not thought about okay. that. Mm-hmm. This podcast is all about awareness. And people are hungry
1: when they show up to restaurants too, which yeah, just I compounds right. the fr- like Yeah, that nice. right. Like bringing right. my food now. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah. I get it. I get it. We're
1: doing a lot of extra things. Things get slowed down. And,
0: you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. More wiping. More hand washing.
1: Yeah. I don't know what else to no, do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I work in a multi-story building and we're not allowed to go to the kitchen, right? Cause we have a you know, a a practice to not have departments interact, yeah. right? And um it's just one more
0: right. You know, th- you, things like that. What right? do you think is like one thing that people that are going out to eat and going to restaurants and interacting Mm -hmm. with anyone in a service entry, hotels, whatever it is, like what's one thing that you think would make a big impact that they could do?
1: Uh, (laughs) I don't know if this is the right answer. No, I was going to say um, that um, following up your lovely dinner with a thank you so much for all the extra stuff Do, that, can't 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 pay my rent uh, <laughs> oh right okay so um i think that you should you should you show always show your gratitude mm-hmm. with money and then and that's a stupid or like that sounds gross to say but no, it's, this is a transactional reaction yeah. or you know interaction yeah. right um I like that. so
0: okay cool 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 um uh, mindful of anyone that's coming to our what the fit live event Woo! next week I'll be there. at comfort station it's sheriff of sound will be there um it's my jurisdiction yeah that just be friendly and nice to the bartenders tip your bartenders order some cocktails
1: you should always tip on free drinks if that's if people don't know that
0: oh yeah that is true too because they're still doing the work to make you the yep. drink
1: yep you should tip if you a bartender makes you a water
0: damn Okay, well thank you just for saying, letting us know this thing. No, I know it's good to know. It's good to know. You We're know. trying to work on our whole self wellness yes, here, you know. Okay, wild card. If someone wrote a biography about you, mm-hmm. what do you think the title should be? Mhm.
1: Mhm. So, uh uh listeners, I want everyone to be mindful that I was given this wild card.
0: No one cares. Uh, Last no one night cares bad for you. during
1: ad- during the presidential debate uh, or whatever we're going to call it, whatever that was. The shit show. Yeah. Did you see that someone said that the next one should just be a fist fight outside of Chili's parking lot? Because <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at right now. Um, so uh, one of my best friends and I used to like regularly make this joke. About anytime we would do something that was like stereotypical of uh-huh. one another. It would right. be like such and such, the Brad Dubin story. Oh, yes, of course. Right. Sure. And so uh my favorite was always, <laughs> I would always say, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah.
0: Right. And just say, yeah, no, back and forth yeah. again. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, yeah. The Brad Dubin story yeah. is, I think, a pretty <laughs> appropriate title. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it Brad really just explains Captures my the essence yes, of you as a human uh, my indecision my uh you know i i'm I always feel like i'm treading lightly through mm-hmm. the world and sure. you know apologizing i don't want to be more here more than i should <laughs> i'm going to say whatever sorry you want to hear am for the way that i <laughs> yes. am
0: yes. sorry i'm alive <laughs> don't mind me
1: um uh, another favorite this also <laughs> I think pretty appropriate is uh we started at the bottom, now we're a little bit above the bottom. <laughs> a biography. I like that
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> the life and times of Brad even <laughs> I like that one. Okay, so I used to think about this all the time, oddly enough. I'm like, what would my autobiography be called? I, I thought
1: you okay sorry go on I can't
0: remember like what I had said or like different stages of my life because I literally would be thinking about this since
1: I was like didn't you have one in college I had one in college I'm not gonna no we're gonna get there too
0: dumb come on no I had one in college but the one that I would have now is if you can't baffle them with brilliance or no if you can't dazzle (laughs) them with brilliance baffle them with bullshit fuck I messed up my own fucking autobiography title it's in my Instagram bio so I think it's appropriate
1: Wait, was this our autobiography or our biography that someone else has written. Oh, no, biography. I'm... Someone else is writing. Okay, okay, good. Someone else has writing. it. Not that it would make a difference. No, it wouldn't make a difference. Um,
0: so that's mine. If mm-hmm. you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's the t- title of my book.
1: Story of my life, too. Story
0: of my life. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, it's a lot of fake it till you make it. Sure. It's a lot of like... I always say it, it's it's like the catch me if you can Yankees pinstripe scene where they talk about, about like the Yankees didn't they just they just needed to like you know catch the other teams off guard with their great pinstripes. Oh, it's how the catch me if you can guy gets, like through the, he gets through the gets through the the airport horse. with all those hot girls on his on his arm. Yeah, nobody nobody pays attention to. That's yeah. us,
0: just a bunch of big fucking phonies, mm-hmm. flashy peacock mm-hmm. phonies. But we look good doing it. Thanks for coming on, Brad.
1: Thank you so much for this. I really appreciate you. I really and all appreciate you do for you. the podcast. I, I I I hope it's good. I hope people. I hope people don't listen
0: it. to the. Just we're we're done with this I now. Don't. Thank you. My guest today took a leap of faith to follow her dreams, moving across the world to Copenhagen, Denmark, with her husband. Ignited by accomplishing the difficult goal to move overseas, she fully realized her passion for yoga. For her, it goes beyond the physical workout. It opens the heart, frees the mind, and connects one to their truest self. She received her 200-hour training at the Rishikesh Yoga Teacher Training Center in India and is Level 2 Reiki certified. As a new mom, she's also received her 65-hour prenatal and postnatal yoga teacher training Please welcome one of my very best friends in the whole entire world, oh. Hannah Lyons with Power Yoga Copenhagen. Oh, Hi, Hannah. I'm going to cry. That was beautiful. <laughs> Can we just end it there? <laughs> no, no, we have so much more to talk about. We cannot uh, end it there. Oh, I'm that so, so sweet. excited to see you. I'm so excited to see you. This is awesome. I know. So I, hope that, I hope that this episode just sounds like Two old friends finally finding the time to get yes. together and chat because that's really what we I needed, wanted to We do. needed that; it's been too long. I know, but life is hectic. You're yeah. joining from Copenhagen. There's obviously the time difference, which is yeah. you know hard to manage. You're a new mom to baby yeah. Hugo. Yeah, baby Hugo. You've got a lot going on. <laughs> you guys are traveling all over the place. <laughs> Trying to. It's a little hard with so, COVID. but yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. it's not always easy to find time, but we'll we'll make the most of our. Our time together perfect
2: I was just realizing that it's like exactly two years ago from when you visited I know I, I was last this. week
0: <laughs> this time of year always makes me so nostalgic for that trip I mean it was the so it was awesome. the best it was the best trip of my life so far oh. I like it just it's like the way that the earth is positioned right now with the way that the sun is shining and just like the lighting yeah. around me, it transports me back to that time yeah. and that trip. And just like oh, biking around Copenhagen in the rain and the sun, going to the saunas, yeah, and the so boat nice rides and the canals, like going yes. to practice yoga at your studio. Oh, it was, yeah, it was, that was special, just like it was so awesome. It was like the best trip for my soul mm-hmm. ever, and yeah. it was came at just like the perfect timing too. Cause it was only a few months after Joe died yeah, and yeah. it like, it kind yeah. of, you know, snuck up on me because, you know, I wasn't really thinking, we had planned that trip, you know, before his accident happened. And then yeah. as it got closer, I was like, not that I was like, Oh, we shouldn't go. But I was like, right. Oh, is, like, you know, like, Oh, like is, is this the time? But yeah, I definitely. swear that was the most healing thing I could have done you know just spend time with you and Johnny and and just get out and see the world and travel to all these new amazing places around Europe I've never been so
2: it was so special special. we were so thankful that you guys made the trip that was oh yeah awesome yeah
0: how's (laughs) Copenhagen right now like what's what's the situation with COVID like there are are you guys you guys I mean obviously doing way better than us but
2: yeah we we had a really nice summer it pretty much went away completely here I think we were down to like 20 cases a day um but now we're seeing that spike that was anticipated i think they thought when the cold weather came and oh, on the yeah. disease it would come back um so we're seeing a spike and all of europe is starting to see that but um oh, starting to, yeah so they're starting to crack down on it again um johnny my husband works from home and Yeah, yeah. There's you know public transport. Everybody's wearing masks and everything. Uh, So I was
0: gonna say. So do you guys like when you go? If you would go out to eat or like restaurants and stuff open? Like shopping? Yes, but you just have to wear a mask everywhere. Wear a mask.
2: Yeah, and that's respected. Everybody. Everybody does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not. It's not too bad. We're not at the, the whatever level.
0: Yeah, more close down, right? Right. Okay. You might, you might there. For fitness studios like your yoga studio, do they wear masks while they're practicing, or can they take off their mat, on their mask? They can
2: take off the mask right yeah. now. Yeah, they just we have it limited, so we can only take nineteen students right now. And oh, okay, um, so it's just a little bit more spread out than than what it was.
0: Yeah, and yeah,
2: yeah, it's a little concerning. I don't know. I feel like maybe, yeah. Maybe it'll close again. The first round, all of the gyms were completely closed. And I think right up here, it too, and pretty quick. But, um, yeah, for now, we're just cautiously, cautiously moving yeah. forward
0: with it. Yeah, but, right. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, before we jump into your story, I will share with yeah. listeners real quick how we know each other. Yeah. So, we've been friends for 10 years now. We met mm-hmm. at Miami University and we were both. Transfer students, our sophomore year. So we were stuck all the way on the outskirts of campus. Han Hall, for anyone who went to Miami. Um, and I remember like so, so vividly, like our first, you know, sophomore transfer orientation day or whatever (laughs) it was. And that I remember, you know, you and your roommate Jackie, our friend Jackie you we you guys both had on like the classic of the time very popular like lc lauren conrad sunglasses that you okay. would wear <laughs> and, <laughs> on laguna beach no everyone knows I'm yes. the big oversized frames <laughs> uh, probably like some fake chanel logo yeah, on it or something. probably
2: oh gosh cringe
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know i know but the reason yeah. why i was like oh these two are my people. Like yeah. this is who I want to <laughs> hang out with. They have cool sunglasses on. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I mean, that was it wasn't our energy run. that was attracting me. it. Was nope, it sunglasses. was the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We immediately <laughs> that we I mean we had fitness in common. We would go to the yeah, rep together we, all the time. Yeah. And you are the one that really got me into yoga in the first place. Yeah. Like your we your practice.
2: Yeah. Name? I forget that teacher, but yeah, we went. Um, the miami teacher right right
0: right no it was it was great and then so yeah we pretty much lived together for our remaining time at miami you stayed an extra semester Mm -hmm. and and then traveled around the world right really quick where did you go yeah when you you and johnny graduated
2: yeah when we graduated we went to australia for two months
0: so okay oh it was just australia for two months yeah when did you do like fiji and all that yeah that
2: was um, 2004. Hannah is a world class
0: traveler. She's been. <laughs> do you have like a count of <laughs> how many countries you've been to?
2: I don't. I, I should count. I should count you that. Should do it. Yeah. yeah. No, we were we were lucky. Um. Yeah. What was that? 2014. That year, Johnny was traveling oh. to Singapore a lot for work, so we just kind of tagged on to those trips. Oh, some, that's
0: right.
2: Yeah. Some, and you climbed. You know, that, climbed to Mount Fuji. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just,
2: that was unreal. Really beautiful experience. Yeah. Yeah. So we love we love travel. It's definitely been formative for us as a couple and right and yeah as an individual as well. So
0: yep, a little adventure. So you you settled in settled in Minneapolis. Then Mm -hmm. after after that, yeah, and then eventually Mm -hmm. moved to Denmark.
2: Yeah, we we lived in Minneapolis for seven years and we loved it. We were we were very very happy. Um, had good jobs had great friends yeah but but there was something in us I I remember clearly one one night where we just started envisioning what the most exciting life would be forward and we talked so much that nice night and we really landed on this vision of moving to Denmark and it was about five years before we actually moved so it was very Mm. much like a, a dream and almost felt like a pipe dream at the time um
0: where did Denmark come from? Why Denmark?
2: Yeah, I, um, so I'm an interior designer also. And so Denmark has just world-class design. I've always been very inspired by their design scene. Um, so it made sense for me. And then Johnny, he wanted to, um, he's an engineer and he wanted to move his career into fighting climate change and move his direction into renewable energy. So, yeah, Also um, uh, you know, world class leader in in climate change
0: and yeah. wind energy
2: in particular. So it felt very you know synergistic
0: for both of us. And right, both of your careers. It's like, okay, yeah. hey, this is like the spot in the world where we could do a lot of good, get a lot of value.
2: Exactly, and then yeah. of course, like the Huga and the you know the happiest world and the ha- happiest country in the world really drew us in.
0: Totally, <laughs> and okay, so, so, so I think i think most people have seen the word "huga," yeah but they don't they likely do not pronounce it correctly so oh, yeah. anyone listening it's the word that you've seen probably called it H- <laughs> right h-y-g-g-e with like yeah. this cozy candlelit like warm like hibernating kind of feeling it's huga, yeah. not hygie <laughs> Which is like what I yeah. thought too. How do you? Oh, you it would us forever to get that straight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a challenging
2: language, but no, wait, I
0: did I just des- did I describe that concept well? And that's like a yeah. very distinct, important concept for the culture, okay. right? Very distinct. It
2: it weaves all the way into parenting styles and even into my design career. Like I would be in a meeting and the clients would say, "Well, that's not Huga," <laughs> and you know, so it's very ingrained in their culture. For generations and generations, it's not it's not the trendy thing that we know it. As. Right. But yeah, right. you did you did explain it well. I think the there's so many definitions, but the the clearest could be um, cozy togetherness time. So
0: oh it's gosh, like, just sounds so <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so
2: it's, it's leaving the screens and the phones, you know, away and just really being present. It has it has a lot to do with being present in the present moment and mm. creating the atmosphere to really just create that joyful, cozy, you know, yummy time.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> so, it's so clear. Like even when, when visiting, there's tons of outdoor dining options. Mm. I mean, it's very European in the sense of like yeah. lining the streets, there's tables outside. But the yeah. thing that always struck me was at each chair, there's a big blanket. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if you wanted to eat outside, and obviously it's a you know cooler climate, yeah. but like you can just snuggle up in this blanket. I was maybe yeah. removed now for COVID, but I was yeah. like, that's just like Caf- the best idea.
2: <laughs> and yeah, cafes stay open through the winter for for that reason because that's the other thing is Danes love outdoors and being outside, and maybe mm-hmm. it's because of the apartments being so small, but you know really enjoying being outside together yeah. and no
0: matter the weather yeah no matter like the everyone's weather. out because yeah. the weather in Denmark is, is crazy it changes yeah. like a Chicago like at the drop of a hat it's sunny it's, it's raining it's sunny it's raining and you still and do- you still ride your bike through the rain we dragged you through that
1: yeah yep. no it was
2: great <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and it was a know. great experience yeah.
2: <laughs> then you know where the hygge is born from because you know if you're that if you're gonna bear that weather you need to get
0: cozy that's like the therapy after the storm (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no totally totally so happiest country in the world cozy time and so you guys had this dream kind of five years pipe dream and the pie in the sky idea how did it come to To fruition? so then
2: then it oddly things just started happening and i and i you know it kind of also put us on a little bit of a spiritual path because of all these things falling into place um Johnny found out that he was eligible for Irish citizenship uh, Mm -hmm. through his grandmother so that would allow him um free tuition and he knew he wanted to go to a master's program so when he found that out and this was after having that dream when he found that out we were like okay maybe we can actually maybe we can actually do this right um and then so
0: then. He, and that took about three years, so we were kind of pacific. to apply for dual citizenship. Yeah. And so, what is the situation? Is it just is it anyone in the European Union, or is it how does it work?
2: Yeah, so European Union um, for like the it, tuition. For the tuition, yeah. Anybody who is a part of that European Union, so um, most of Europe is a part of that, and so then you get free free tuition, amongst other benefits. Like, um, you know, now that I'm married to Johnny, like I get all the healthcare benefits and all the you know, if we're here and we have a residence permit, um, yeah. which you need if you have the EU or you need the EU passport or a work visa. So we don't need the work visas to live here. Um, Got it. So that's really helped us out in, in many ways. And yeah, uh-huh. extremely grateful for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was kind of the first that step. That was kind of the first step. And then he applied for the program. And I kind of all along wasn't sure what I would find, but just trusted that I would find something and I wanted to wait till he kind of for sure got accepted and that for sure we were going forward with right, it. Right. Before you start thought of it, you
0: designed a job.
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then, so then when I was telling my company that we were, that we were leaving and, um, my company I worked for for seven years and, you know, just. I remember you were so nervous I, to do that too. I was so nervous to do that because I care about them so much mm-hmm. and, um, didn't, Yeah a part of me didn't want to leave and wasn't ready to leave but i also really knew deep down in me that this was right and even yeah. though it was terrifying i didn't know what yeah. i was i didn't you know it, we were really dancing with the unknown at this point we really didn't know what was ahead for us i just mm-hmm. knew that it was right especially uh, yeah for both of us yeah yeah so um i told them and they connected me they were able to connect me with a firm here in denmark that they that they worked together with at one point and it was like what so I I ended up um consulting for both of them for some time yeah Mm -hmm. the last two years Mm -hmm.
1: yeah great
2: yeah so that so so everything kind of just fell into place it felt like and we also saw a bunch of omens along the way and it just it felt very like we were being called there and
1: yeah I want you to I want, want you that. to share,
0: share one of the like stories and omens that you guys had, because you went, you, after you got married in 2018, mm-hmm. you, did you do your wedding, your honeymoon in? Yeah. Yeah. You we came you went to was, Copenhagen.
2: Yeah. We did Copenhagen and Iceland and Ireland. And yeah, Copenhagen was first. Oh no, Ireland was first, but yeah, Copenhagen. Yeah. We came here and it was, so it was before we knew it was possible to move here. Mm -hmm. um and it was kind of a feeling of scoping it out like do we actually want to do this (laughs) yeah and and yeah we we just immediately fell in love with the city like it it honestly felt like that feeling of falling in love that you you know Mm -hmm. that feeling of falling in love with a human it felt like all of those bodily sensations just completely rushed back (laughs) (laughs) to us and it felt so like calling us tingling all over and so after the first day of exploring we were sitting on the canal, um, New- is you might have pronounced it as Nyhaven, Haven, but it's pronounced Newhound. It's that colorful, quintessential um, canal yes. in Copenhagen. And we were sitting along there having a glass of wine and just, you know, talking about how incredible the city was and how much we want to make this happen. And we said, we have to, we have to make this happen. And yeah, a little side story before I continue with this moment was that um, three years prior, I had a yoga teacher who gave me a mantra that I really latched, latched onto to. Um, it was, I believe in the good things coming. And um, at that time, it was actually, maybe it was earlier. It was when Johnny and I were kind of on a break and I, I, need, I really needed it. It, it was kind mm-hmm. of a dark time for me and I really yeah. needed that mantra. And I made it my alarm clock at that time. So I would see it every day when I woke up. And then I really hadn't used that alarm clock for years. Um, forgot about it completely. Yeah. And so then fast forward, we're sitting on this canal and I say, we have to make this happen somehow. I don't care. Like, We have to make it happen. <laughs> and out of nowhere, my phone starts buzzing with this, I believe in the good things coming alarm clock. Oh, yeah. off. <laughs> we're both just like dumbfounded, total chill. Yeah. All yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Well, the
0: universe is talking to us. That was the universe tapping you on the back, (laughs) saying, this is for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that story. I love when you, I love when you (laughs) told me that story.
2: Yeah. Some magic to it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So the whole thing made us really start trusting in our intuition because it, uh, it really was, there were so many unknowns with this and so many people thought it was stupid and, (laughs) you you know, we were leaving a really safe life. Um, With all your families around, really supportive, yeah, friends, income, communities. Yeah. Yeah, everything. And so I can see where people thought, what are they doing? Um, so there was some some fear, but something in us made us trust so deeply that this was right. And yeah. honestly, it's brought so much abundance and, and joy. Yeah. So, and, no,
0: for and, sure. And, you guys and, are like... Both of us, so living living your very grateful yeah yeah living your best life well and it sounds you know we kind of right we you packaged it and and put it in a nice tidy boat it's like all right we had these calls from the universe and we moved across the country it was not that linear it was not that easy it's a difficult journey it's a difficult decision to eventually come to and make yeah 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 Yeah, thanks for that out for sure. no for, for yeah <laughs> I think that it's a lot it's a lot and you were yeah how old I mean you were 20 how old were you 30 it, it was three years ago 29, so 29. 29.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah we had just gotten married the year before and yeah so yeah. yeah
0: but a really great story of kind of like following your intuition leading it there yeah. what would you say is the biggest maybe you can't pick one thing but some differences between American culture versus Danish culture and like your way of life?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's, I mean, in general, you're very supported by, by the government and there's a, mm. a human aspect to it that I really empathy. Interested. Yeah. There's a deep empathy with amongst everyone. And I think, there was a thought of, oh, are Danes going to be cold? I think there's a misperception there that Danes are really cold, cold to Americans and judgmental. And we just didn't receive that at all. We were so pleasantly surprised at how open-minded and accepting they were. Yeah, And that really trickles, that's not just Denmark too, it's, you know, Copenhagen's a really um, diverse city. People from all over the world live here. It's very cosmopolitan and you know, we have friends from not just Europe, but also South America and Africa and China and Australia. So all over. Mm-hmm. and Just the general feeling of this kind and open mindedness that exists in the world has been so beautiful to receive. Yeah. To witness. And, um, you know, you truly can. I really feel like I can be myself here completely and. Yeah. And embraced. And everyone just seems to embrace one another so
0: yeah um
2: yeah not that that doesn't happen in America I don't want to you know say that in a way that it's putting Americans down but I think my my um preconceived notion of moving here was that Europeans might be a little closed off and a little judgmental and that just like was very much not not the case yeah dispelled yeah
0: one 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 thing that always stuck with me that you told me was that it was kind of like built by this like land of introverts that like there's like there's like quiet spaces and and it's you know recognized not as something that you should want to change about yourself or that something that you should be ashamed of whereas here in America it's like well if you're an introvert then you have to like almost apologize for being that way yeah yeah and like in this in this culture it's more celebrated like on public transportation it's like you literally it says like you don't speak yeah <laughs> like, it's, it's quiet I know. like don't just I
2: know.
0: shut up be with really, your own self <laughs> yeah
2: sometimes guests are very intimidated by that when we get on the trains it's yeah totally quiet <laughs> which is so nice it's this yeah there's definitely a respect um yeah the danish culture has definitely taught me that there's a respect for each other's space and personal space and there's also on the flip side this whole celebration of community, so it's an interesting balance of the introvert and the extrovert, mm-hmm. and it celebrates both in their own, in their own. Way right, there's even yeah. like a
0: place like during recess for yeah. kids, right, where like they can go just be quiet by themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the school
2: across from us. we there was, yeah, a rooftop patio that was called the quiet zone. So if you didn't want to play, <laughs> yes. just wanted to be with yourself, you could.
0: Well, I think it goes back Hello. to just what you were saying of like you're free to be yourself completely. Yeah. If that means that you don't want to, you know, be out there loud, social, making noise, that's okay. I mean, if you yes. want to do that too, that's okay. fine. Right. But like there's place to do both where I feel like in American culture, it's very prized. Yeah. Like all the attention is put on, you know, how, how loud are you being, being a leader, like individual, yeah. independent. For sure. And, introver- and I've just, you know, had this sense within our own culture of, of, of introverts almost feeling like they have to apologize for yeah. being that the way that they are.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, it's almost a sense of competition when you mm-hmm. put it that way in, in America where it's here it's, I feel more, yeah, inclusion and,
0: yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so when did you decide to pursue yoga teacher training?
2: Yeah, so that was, um, uh, a year into living here, and I would say that was another gift of moving here, was that, that first year especially was very introspective, um, I think just being totally thrown out of your, you know, comfort zone. Yes, it has to be in a country where you only know your husband. And, you know, so him and I grew so strong as a couple that first year and very much leaned on each other. Um, you know, and so I had a lot of time alone and to really evaluate what I wanted out of life. And it wasn't a new idea. I, had, I kind of had always wanted to. Do a teacher training. It just kind of finally felt like the right time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been practicing yoga for I think maybe twelve years now, and um, in Minneapolis, I had a couple of teachers who you've probably experienced that teacher who gives you a class that's so much more than just a workout, and it's for sure, a, and it's like therapy mixed with energy work <laughs> mixed with mixed with a kick-ass workout. Yeah, I had a couple of teachers who. Gave me that experience um, in Minneapolis, who very much inspired me to want to go deeper with yoga and understand it from, you know, from its origins and mm-hmm. the philosophy behind it is because it felt it felt like there was so much more to yoga than just that one hour on the mat. It felt like it truly could be more integrated into my life, but here in our Western world, it really doesn't go much beyond the mat. Um, It's starting to, I feel like that has been broken and Mm -hmm. yeah. But so I really wanted to learn more about just the philosophy behind it and the lifestyle um, gifts that could come along with it. And so I chose Rishikesh, which is the
0: birthplace of yoga and it's Oh well that seems like a perfect place to learn about the
2: core
1: of the philosophy.
2: Yeah. I didn't I didn't wanna go to somewhere that was all about, you know. The Instagram selfies or the glam you know at, at
0: least sure, the- like on the cliffs yeah. of Malibu yoga retreat kind of thing exactly yeah. yeah I mean
2: I'm sure those have some a lot of authenticity I'm not bashing those at all but for me I wanted to go to the the origins and like get the most authentic experience that I could so it felt like felt like Rishikesh was was right and yeah it by no means was glamorous
0: <laughs> at all it was, you know. yeah tell us about that experience what did your days yeah. so you're there for 30 days right a month yeah
2: one month yeah intensive was, yoga oh so intense yeah yeah um,
0: tell us about that
2: it was amazing it was, <laughs> <laughs> I like want to cry every time, I, every time I think back to it um yeah it was incredibly transformative it was Incredibly intense on every level, physical level, mental, spiritual, yeah. emotional, um, all of it. I felt broken into and. Yeah. And how
0: did your, how are the days structured?
2: Yeah. So it starts at five 30 in the morning and there's an hour and a half of meditation and so out. You're,
0: you're sitting in silence for an hour and a half. Yeah. It's, breathing. It was,
2: yeah. It was guided. I mean, cause you're learning the different me- Pranayama techniques. So it was somewhat guided. And pranayama is like breath, right? Yeah, breath work. Yeah. yeah. So prana is life force. So the energy that's within us. And so it's moving that energy um, Mm -hmm. within us. And that was incredible and scary at first to sit that long with yourself. And
0: right. Is it intimidating to be like, what am I going to do for an hour and a half?
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But then after like a week. Yeah. At first I felt kind of anxious about it and then it it very much became the norm and it felt so good and I, I craved it. And I would wake up being so excited to learn so much more today and, you know, go right to it. And, um, yeah, and every you were supposed to take a cold shower before that too, which was oh amazing. yeah, you those cold you, showers. I know you're a cold shower fan, or you were. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Ryan <laughs> is a cold shower
0: fan. <laughs> yeah, I don't do cold showers.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't do that anymore. But in in India, where it was insanely hot, it actually felt good and got me got me right yeah. to
0: Yeah.
2: Um. But yeah, that's just to cleanse. You know, as you before you step into the ashram, and and then it. Yeah, so we did the hour and a half of meditation and then I forget the order of it all, but there was um, a philosophy class and anatomy class and then three different like physical yoga classes throughout the day, Mm -hmm. Um, Hatha and Ashtanga. Yeah, and then one that was like a teacher training, but still it was very, that one was very physical.
0: Lots of, Um, lots of physical practice.
2: Yes, lots of physical practice. I was, yeah, I felt the most fit. Ever it, yeah. Know, after that month, it was incredible. Um, so and all, did you that, eat an all vegetarian diet too? Yeah, it was all vegetarian. You couldn't drink alcohol or caffeine. Um, yeah, so it was very cleansing in that way. And mm-hmm. that I, I stayed a vegetarian after that. I felt so good on that diet. So you still are. I know. Yeah. I know that you were when we were visiting
0: two years ago, but you still yeah, are vegetarian. I'm
2: still a vegetarian. It just feels the most right for me. Um, and yeah, it feels like what our planet kind of needs right now too. And mm-hmm. it just, yeah, it felt the most right. So I'm still that. That had a big influence on me. I still don't drink coffee. I still don't have any caffeine. Just um, oh, no caffeine. I'll occasionally have a green tea, but nothing really.
0: Beyond so, that. so, and you were a caffeine drinker before you went oh, into yeah. into India, yeah, big time. So, and so, did, was it just? you felt so good not being on it that you were like, okay, I don't need to go back to this. It was
2: very clear that my anxiety was linked to caffeine when I, interesting. Yeah. Wow. So that completely went away and alcohol too. My, alcohol and caffeine very much influence my anxiety levels. So yeah. Freeing myself yeah. from that felt incredible. And yeah, um, I still don't, well, I, I did drink after that, but in the fertility phase of pregnancy i stopped drinking and and then i wasn't drinking through the pregnancy and now i obviously still (laughs) really yeah now i still really don't don't drink much i'll let myself have some wine but i don't i'm not as big of a drinker as i used to be yeah
0: yeah okay well to be fair to us i don't think none of neither of us are as big as drinkers as we used to be in those college days (laughs) There's a time and place for everything. Was that, like, was part, that was a part of, of our journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a part of our journey. I was just thinking sure. about actually, actually, that we used to. Do you remember that we used to drink Southern Comfort? Oh my gosh! Yeah, gross. <laughs> That's so disgusting. No, yeah, that was like but, our go-to. Ick. But really, but re- but really, when I think of us drinking together, it's a, it's a lot of Phronsie. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, gross. I know. It's so gross.
2: oh Oh, my gosh anyway okay so
0: and love to them (laughs) yes so so you're so you you complete the the yoga teacher training anything that like really stood out from you in that month of I know like I'm sure the whole experience was was amazing and transformative but anything that that you really like a, a big lesson that you took away
2: yeah um I just realized how yeah, this divine energy is truly within all of us. And once I learned that about myself and, and felt that and felt that through my body um, and knew that I was able to connect with that through practices like yoga, um, it just felt so freeing and it and gave me a curiosity and in, in energy in general. And it also made me just much more compassionate of a person because I knew that that was within everybody underneath all of their layers of Mm. of conditioning and experiences that within them is pure joy and pure love. And so, yeah, it brought into my perspective for sure about, um, just, I think the mysteries of life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and then also just very much taught me about the connection between the mind, mind and body and how it deeply, um, or the spirit and body, they'll go bigger than than the mind. Really, all of your emotions, all of your experiences, live within your body, and um, and you can work with that. You can flow with that, and honor that, and let that be a part of you, and and allow all those, even the ugly parts of you, allow those to be present. And, and yeah, so it's a big journey of acceptance and. Yeah. Yeah. That.
0: Yeah. I love that. Kind of like letting the light hit all the places, mm-hmm. the shadows. Yes. The, you know, the bright, the bright parts that you're happy to show to the world. Yeah. And then also the places that, you know, you yeah. might keep hidden. Yeah. Right. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then, so you started teaching up at, at Power Yoga Copenhagen.
2: Yeah. That was also a mysterious little happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I got back from India and I wanted to try a new studio and so I went to this I went to Power Yoga Copenhagen and with Maria Luisa she's incredible um and her classes were just her class was amazing and it it actually reminded me so much of that very special teacher that I had back in Minneapolis mm-hmm. and so after the class I was ready to sign up I was giving her my credit card and I was just telling her um how amazing her class was and how how similar she was to my old teacher and she said oh where are you from and I said, Minneapolis. And she said, no way. I lived there for two years. She's Danish, but her husband is from Minneapolis. And she said, that's Ugh. actually where I got teacher trained. And I said, whoa, by any chance, do you know Christy Hunt, which is who, was, who my teacher was? And she's like, no way. We trained together. We got our teacher training. That
0: is also crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. Yes. Oh,
2: my.
0: Like, yes. just all so we just- these nuggets of yeah. the universe.
2: Yeah, same. Yep. Exactly, and
0: And you know, you know what I think that is though. That's like that's what happens when you say yes to a path, mm -hmm. or that you start to follow and do follow your dreams, accomplish your goal. Like you put yourself in momentum, and then the universe rewards that.
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's that trusting that intuition, trusting those pains that come through, those little feelings. Oh, I should go to PYC. Oh, I should tell the teacher that I that I liked her class, you know, and all of those little things, then just, yeah. And the intuition that you're listening to that, then the universe will respond. And it's kind of like a a co-creation is how I have started seeing it between you and your free will to do, to create your life. But you are supported. I I genuinely feel that you are supported. and Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. I want to, um, Save this, the second half of the podcast all to talk about motherhood. Oh, this is a top. Great. This is a topic that we don't. I don't often explore on the podcast. Yeah. Um, mostly because right, like it, it's not it, it's where I am in in life, but I, mm-hmm. I'm getting there. I, that's yeah. in the future. That's in Aww. the future, and mm-hmm. um, I also think it's just so interesting to hear about people's experiences. And I think it's like anything else that we talk about to like remove this this shame or remove this like mm-hmm. I'm at this alone or this yeah. is only happening to me. Yeah. Or you know, like this is a solo experience. Like I think there's power in coming together to share stories and Absolutely. and help people feel connected because it's it seems at least like it's fucking terrifying and it's yeah. scary. I mean it's amazing <laughs> and beautiful I'm sure but like I'm in a place where I'm like this sounds Sounds like the most terrifying thing in the world. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah.
2: B- both terrifying and incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll wrap mm-hmm. them into one.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, where to begin? Well, so so did you, you had some fertility issues, right? How long did you yeah. try to get pregnant? It took us
2: six months. So that's not. Oh, no. Long, okay, okay. Okay. I don't know but, why I thought that it would well, be much longer. It was longer. Okay, so it was six months of actual trying, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. but it was a year and a half before that of cleansing my body from from um, the birth control. Oh, was on. yeah. So, um, you know, I wanted to release that from me so that I could get pregnant because hormonal birth control can really screw things.
0: Screw things. Yes
2: right um and it was crazy the purge like had horrible acne horrible
0: mm, i know, i've heard so many people so go through things. a similar experience
2: yeah yeah, yeah so i'm mood of, shifts yeah like...
0: crazy mood shifts but then it felt
2: incredibly freeing and i felt like i was returning to myself and
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so that was a year and a half worth of time and then it was six months of like very much intentionally trying okay
0: so, yes um, we want to have a baby
2: yeah yeah but even in that time i feel like it was so well, my heart goes out to every mom who or person, woman who goes through a hard time with that because it is so emotional that time, even though it was just six months for me, it still every single month is you think it's going to happen and then it and then yeah. so, um, it's really learning to let go of expectation there and just trust that the timing will will happen when it's right yeah I know that can be yeah, really difficult yeah absolutely but um but the time became a, a gift to me because again it, it became a time of, of healing and introspection and by the last months I was realizing um just that I don't want to pass on any insecurities to a baby and I want to like heal as much of that as I can get as much of that out of me as I can before welcoming in a baby. And maybe, maybe just, maybe that's what I need in order to get pregnant. Like maybe Mm. the anxiety that I'm holding onto the fear that I'm holding onto is what's keeping me from getting pregnant. And Mm -hmm. I mean, because the body is so intelligent it knows when you're not at your best state um, when you're, when you shouldn't bring a baby into this world. So um. So yeah, I did uh, a lot. <laughs> that yeah, I think that's when I started getting into the more out there practices like acupuncture and reiki, and you know, meditating with crystals and all of yeah. that, all of that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure, you're like, give it to me all. Yeah, like,
2: give me all I'm of open, it. I'm open to all of it, you know, because I want so, a baby. I'm, I'll do anything. Yeah, exactly. Right, I, I worked yeah. on the physical piece of it for so long um, with my diet and giving up alcohol and all of that. And so it finally came to a point where I wanted to work or I felt like I needed to work with the energetic part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what led me to Reiki, actually. And um, that's a whole other story we can get into. But but yeah, so the fertility journey ended up feeling like a beautiful gift in itself because I felt like I... Stepped into my power in a way, and I yeah. and, and by the time that Hugo came, I felt very ready for it, and it was almost as if the fears about it had all dissolved.
0: Yeah. Did you do anything yeah. while you were so you got you got pregnant with Hugo? Did you do and you did? Did you not? You didn't know what the sex was, or you did?
2: We found out after twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, did you do anything like while you were pregnant? that was like kind of like helping you prepare for motherhood, like books, research, like what did that look like?
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, So I went to one prenatal yoga class and the woman just was so inspiring. Um, And she, she kind of put me on this path of empowerment with some Mm -hmm. good books. Um, So the books that really impacted me were um, Ina May's guide to childbirth and um and active birth. And those two books paired together were just yeah, extremely empowering. Um they taught me so much about the mind body connection in terms of pregnancy and how um our bodies know exactly what to do to give sure birth. they have to, right? Like they and have to a million, know. Yeah, millions yeah, millions of have been giving birth, right? And just in the recent um centuries have has the birth gone on to like a a table or a bed? Um, And that Mm -hmm. happened because there was a king who wanted to watch his prince come into the world. And so sure, of course it was definitely a man that made that decision. (laughs) It was the first man that was ever recorded to be a part of like a birth. And (laughs) it used to always just be women and, um, and on the table. So then after that, that became the norm because that spread through Europe and then spread to America too. And, um, but Giving birth on a bed on a table is not how our bodies are designed
0: to, to give right. birth. Is it like an all fours situation? Yeah, all fours. I know, four and like no one likes different. to picture that. I don't personally like to picture <laughs> no, that either. But <laughs> the natural order, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. So it just, I very much realized that my body was capable of this, and I, I really felt. Um, that I could have that trust in my body if I worked, if I worked with it and if I released the fears around giving birth. Um, Mm -hmm. And thankfully here in Denmark, that is the attitude. So it's, it's not a notion of the doctor is the one delivering the baby. It's a notion of the female body is delivering the baby. Mm. And that is a big difference that I, between Denmark and, and America, um, So I actually didn't see any men besides my husband during the entire birth experience, like no doctors. It was only midwives and they, they respected this notion that your body knows what to do. And as as you are staying calm and flowing with the waves that come with you, the contractions, um, then you'll
0: deliver your baby. (laughs) I wish that you could see my face right now. (laughs) I'm like, this is still this is still an area of it all that gives me a lot of anxiety okay, and fear. Because, read this book because it is
2: it is truly empowering and it's yeah it makes you excited. I was actually excited to give birth and oh I, my god, <laughs> I got to that place and I feel like if women are, are open, to that, you can get there too.
0: <laughs> so so your delivery experience was it like what you. Envisioned and what you imagined. Oh gosh, how did it go? I mean,
2: it was way more intense than I think I, yeah, that's
0: right.
2: But it it also was like way more beautiful than I and again, kind of spiritual than I thought it would be.
0: Um, I feel like you definitely got to go to a place. You gotta
2: yeah. go to a spiritual place. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. Your your body, I mean, if you allow yourself to be in your body like that, then you're experiencing the craziest waves that your body, you know, can witness in, in life. So, um I Were think, you like in a hospital? It,
0: like
2: what Yeah, so the yeah. um the system here is it's a hospital but it's set up like a birth center. So it, oh, okay. it's okay. The best of both worlds in America. It's like you have the bathtub and the low lighting and the you know comfortable setting with the birth ball and all these things to make it a more active birth. What's a birth ball? A birth ball is just a just an exercise ball that you can hang hang yourself over. And oh, okay, like draped over? Yeah, draped so over. Like okay. Yeah, and birthing stools. Um oh lord. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it so it's, It's set up to be, and it's really cozy. It's low lighting and, and quite nice. And and it's just the midwives. Um, but it's at a hospital. So if something Uh, was to go wrong, a doctor could come in and
0: are you like hooked to an IV? Are you like, no, nothing. Yeah. I
2: had one little condition, which I don't need to get into that required a little bit extra, um, monitoring. So, but for the most, and if I hadn't had that, I would have given birth in the water. I did not want to leave the water, but they did at one point make me leave leave the water. Um, so you're like in a bath, yeah, in a bathtub, yeah, it's designed for giving birth, so it has like mm. a placement for your legs and you can just keep, yeah. moving in the water, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we were in this hospital, we we labored at, at home for. Five hours and then took a test.
0: Well, so when you say labored at home, it's like you're going through contractions. Yeah, so my water, you're broke. experiencing contractions. Okay, so my water broke, and it was very much that classic
2: water breaks. Like, I, I kind of I didn't know what to expect, but it was like the gush, <laughs> and it it was like okay, that was my water break. All right,
0: here you here we go. It's game day. hannah has got her game day face on. Yeah. She's like, I've been I've okay. been training for this. I'm ready for this. Grabbed all my crystals.
2: <laughs> no, seriously, but um, no, but it was also the day after. No, it was the day that we finished putting our apartment together. So Johnny was actually on his way out the door to get our last piece of furniture before this baby came. And my water breaks and he's like, should I still go? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I don't know how long this will take. And so he went to pick up this table. And then by the time he got back, it was just like full on like, get over here. I need. need You got to go. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go. Well, we didn't leave then. So they they want you to leave her at home for a while. But um because you're more comfortable at home, so they want you to get pretty far along with with that. So I labored here for five hours. So that was going through contractions until they were a minute apart, I think. And then we
0: went in. What do you? Do, what did you do to like, kind of you know, keep yourself calm and self soothe during that time? Were you like holding Johnny's hand? Oh are you like? Are you like biting down on a wooden <laughs> stick? <laughs> like- that would have helped, but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a lot of. I mean, I couldn't believe the sounds that can come out of you. Oh, when God! You doesn't like <laughs> I don't know. I'm not that loud of a person. <laughs> and, and oh my gosh, yeah, just I think releasing through the throat is another like form of intelligence in our body because when our throat opens, our cervix opens.
0: Who oh, the what? So, Who the fuck even knew that?
2: I know. I know. So. That there's a reason why we want to like have those really deep moans when when you breathe, yeah. and that's just very instinctual. It comes to you, and you need to do that and I mean, I was also just on my yoga mat, and I was really moving with the contractions. I just kept thinking of myself as as water and tried to move with them and not resist them and and um, yeah, while you're, mantras and all these things to like help you yeah get through it but it's incredible what the mind and and the body is is capable of
0: so I always think that in this like hopeful piece of my mind I'm like okay I've done I've done really difficult workouts I've had really hard interval you know for one minute whatever is it a situation where like you can tap into some of the past experience of like very difficult things that you've done to been like, okay, I can do this really difficult thing for this short amount of time. Like, yeah, just like breathe through it. It's not going to last forever. I know it's going to yeah. be over, you know, like use that kind of
2: helpfulness. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. I, was, I was leaning hard on my yoga experience, because it's all of those kind of um, messages. Yeah, everything, everything is temporary. This will pass, this will pass. You know, I would constantly say things like, one breath closer, one, one breath closer, one breath closer, and each, then I'm only focused on that tiny breath, and that tiny breath doesn't feel that bad, and, you know, then, right. the next, then I'm focused on the next breath, so yeah, it's being incredibly present with your body, and listening to exactly where it wants to go, so I was, I was moving, you know, I would be in one position, like, on all fours, and then all of a sudden, my arms would give out, and then I would have to um, switch it up, and I would grab Johnny and I would hold hold his arms and then I'd be kind of squatting and swaying and you know so he was constantly and this is more getting into the time at the hospital when it was really Mm. starting to get intense but um we were just very in sync and that was a really beautiful part of it that he could be so much a part of (laughs) oh my gosh yeah he's like there literally like helping (laughs) me through it like being
0: present with you
2: yeah I mean and holding me physically supporting me as I'm because I never wanted
0: to be on the bed so he was helping me through all the different just positions I can't like not imagine that experience like to like bring you closer as a couple than something like that yeah oh where he probably has so much I mean Okay, first of all, Johnny already is a wonderfully respectful man and uh, honoring, but like, I can only imagine for him to witness this to be like, holy shit, Hannah, like, yeah. uh, uh, pr- like, I bow down to you. Yeah, he, you know? he does. I mean, he's, he me really oh, yeah. feel amazing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Which, yeah. as it should be.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was amazing to go, go through all of this with and how
0: long were you in the birthing center like until until baby hugo popped out his perfect cute yeah. little head
2: so all in all the whole thing was 14 hours and i think we were at the hospital for 10 of those hours okay yeah
0: got it got it um and yeah at any point did you think i'm not gonna make it yes finally oh, it's,
2: it's a very a very very end uh, they call it the ring of fire
0: <laughs> oh jesus <laughs>
2: And that's when I finally said to Johnny and the midwife, I can't do this (laughs) anymore. And they both said, yes, you fucking can. (laughs) And they just got like, yeah, they, they pumped me up. They said, and at that point, they said, the midwife said, yes, you can. I see your baby right here. Give me your hand. And she gave me my, I gave her my hand and she put my hand on the baby's head. And it gave me the most like, oh, So much energy, like, okay, get this baby out of me. I want to hold him like yes now. (laughs) it was so beautiful to touch touch his head in that in that moment. And um, so then it was only a few more pushes at that point. But but yeah, that final
0: pushing was really hard. (laughs) But um no way to sugarcoat that. (laughs) that yeah.
2: (laughs) So so intense. But then the the release after that. Well, and one more thing I'll say is that it it was amazing that your body knows to kick in then. So you're not supposed to push at all the whole, the whole time until the very, very end. Uh And actually at one point, the midwife told me not to push, but my body was telling me to push and she was protecting me because if I would have pushed right then, I wasn't dilated enough and I would have, and I would have torn torn and did you tear at all
1: no I didn't tear at all wow with this
2: act of birth you don't you're using gravity the whole time to let it to work its way out and as long as you respect that last little moment of you know don't push here um yeah you you don't need to tear so yeah somehow
0: wow (laughs) wow that's that's amazing
2: yeah so um what was I gonna say but uh yeah so it was i forget where i was but the ring of
0: fire was the ring of fire ba- you got baby hugo yeah then baby I hugo's like, in your arms
2: yeah and then it's incredible because they throw they throw baby hugo and it, baby came on my chest right away with all the goop yeah. and everything yeah. on him Right. And, um and he instantly wanted to feed and that's another place where this our body is so wise and intelligent because as you feed that triggers the um, oxytocin hormone to be released in your body. So you're like, let's just
0: forget all this happened.
2: Exactly. (laughs) And then that also triggers the hormone of labor. So it also triggers you to labor out the placenta. So that, that is like very intentional that if you didn't have that hormone boost, then it would be really hard to get the placenta Mm. out because you also have to the placenta which I never knew (laughs) I felt like it's hardly ever talked about but right right um and they also gave me acupuncture during that to help the placenta come out so that's where these midwives here in Denmark were just like absolute angels and wizards and (laughs) They yeah well, the, all the
0: magic and right well they're yeah. like professionals right yeah. that's a, yeah. that's their craft yeah they're gonna help exactly. you get that baby out right and they are they're they're so, coaches so grounded like
2: incredibly grounded the the term for midwife here is earth mother it's your oh. and i just i love that name yes because they are just like so ground give you such grounding energy Mm-hmm, confidence mm-hmm. and I mean we had the most incredible midwife and she was just kind of on the sidelines the whole time giving us affirmations and cheering cheering kind of cheering me on and saying perfect perfect that's it you're doing it yeah, yeah. Your, your body knows what to do you you know it, just repeating those kind of things and it was exactly what I needed to hear and she really didn't intervene at all
0: through it so wow yeah that's amazing and so then you have this Perfect little baby boy Hugo. Yeah, and he's how old now? Eight months. He just turned eight months yesterday. Oh. Eight months. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming like you breastfed, breastfeeding are still. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I'm feeling I'm very lucky because I've been able to take this year off. They give,
0: they give right. That's one point that we didn't bring up in yeah. Denmark. You get a full year. Yeah. to use for maternity leave and talk about how you can kind of split it up between both
2: yeah, parents so, right yeah so that it's for the male it's mandatory that they take 2 weeks off at the beginning and then on top of that and it's and you're supposed to take off the month before birth and female takes the month off before birth so you get the month before and then a year after the birth and then a year after the birth is split between the husband and or the male and female
0: so you could decide like okay 6 months to the husband, 6 months for the wife or you could do 3 and not whatever you want yeah. to do.
2: Yeah, so most couples here um the the female takes the first 8 months and then the dad takes the last 3 months or whatever that is. But mm-hmm. um and I, because of covid, Johnny has had like has had so much time with Hugo
0: at home. And, yeah.
2: Yeah, and so he's now taking thursdays off just thursday mornings off so that i can go and teach teach yoga so it's kind of a more integrated
0: approach that we're taking mm-hmm. um but it's just, that's great like, you can be flexible like you can yeah, decide
2: yeah yeah and he was gonna take the whole summer off when we were gonna travel to america but because of covid um yeah he didn't mm-hmm. end up taking his paternity leave then and and we're just feeling like i'll, I'll use most of it through february and at christmas mm-hmm. time maybe he'll use a couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what are your kind of like philosophies on parenting right now to this newborn and baby? I mean, I see you guys travel with him, you yeah. take him out, you went camping. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is so inspiring. Like, I love that because I really think like, I, I fully understand when you have a baby, your life changes in some aspects. Yeah. But Like, I don't want to stop doing the things that I love to do like the baby can come along we'll strap him to the back we'll get a papoose like whatever we need to do and (sighs) you
2: better believe that that baby is learning a lot on that experience too so yeah yeah no we were the same the same way we were like we can't give up this I guess adventurous side of us and the, the side of us that likes to do things and yeah so we we do we take him in our christiania bike that's like a bike that has a cargo front like a like a wheelbarrow kind of that can fit fit adults
0: and those are my favorite videos and pictures to look at is when Johnny's on the bike Johnny's biking and you and Hugo are in the little cart in the front (laughs) just being (laughs) driven around Copenhagen you hold him on your lap yeah I I know
2: so yeah and I mean that's legal here so it's lucky again that we can (laughs) can do something like that um but yeah it's really trying to eliminate that fear and and just allow him to experience everything and um yeah the whole process i guess back to your question i guess a theory or way that we've something that has come about is just going back to that trusting the intuition and i see that amongst all the other danish parents here. So I feel like that's a really integral part of, of Danish parenting in general is is doing what feels natural and right to you. And I think in in America there's a little bit more of, well, there's so many fads and there's so many, you know, uh read this book, read that book, all all of these things and studies that are done which are great and important. All the studies are and the science behind it are, are very important. But sometimes I feel like it can create doubt in in parents.
0: Yeah, anxiety of like, what do I do? What's the right way to do it? I I feel like it's similar to like when you're thinking about people think about their health and wellness and fitness, like, which thing do I do? And it's like, maybe just kind of quiet those voices outside, like your body will tell you what it needs.
2: Exactly. Yeah. and that was a big lesson for us. I'm not going to say we never had the anxiety. We certainly did have moments of like, what do we do now? And you would turn Mm -hmm. the forums and you'd be like, well, crap, we didn't do that. Are we horrible parents? (laughs) And so I really understand the anxiety that, that mothers face. But as soon as we felt like we could kind of throw all that out the window and just trust, trust ourselves, um, it really became easier. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I do see that amongst the other mothers here, that there's a, there's a element of confidence and respect amongst the other mothers. So if you are confident in yourself, then you're not going to judge other moms and you're not going to shame other moms because you're trusting that they are also confident in themselves. And, you know, that's the lesson beyond motherhood, um, just to find, just a trust in yourself. Um, yep. As soon as you do that, you stop judging each other, mm. right? And right. so to live amongst, yeah, other women who just don't. There's none. There's no mom shaming that's yeah on here, and that's been just really, really wonderful.
0: Right, a relief, uh, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. So it's and and it's true. I I think every mom has their reasons for doing what they choose to do with with children you know like an example would be sleep training versus you know letting the baby sleep in your bed or co-sleeping or have more of an attachment
0: um method yeah and so co-sleeping is like when you allow the baby to sleep with you in bed
2: yeah co-sleeping is in the same room and then bed share bed sharing is in your bed
0: Got it. Okay. Co sleeping in the same room. Like a be- you'd have like a bassinet in the room or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then bed sharing, you're they're in the bed with you. They're in the bed with you. Yeah. And-, and so are there different schools of thought that some people say no co sleeping, no bed sharing? Definitely in America. It's kind of. Oh, of okay. Well, I
2: really know. Yeah. Some people think that that could lead to infant death and some Oh, the bed sharing. Yeah, bed sharing. But that's been debunked. And um, it's very much the norm here and in most countries, actually. Um, Mm. So that was, that was relieving. Because that first night we when we took Hugo home, you know, we were doing all the wrong things at first. They're not wrong. I don't want to say wrong. But we were we swaddled him and tried to put him in, in his own crib. And swaddling is just like wrapping him up tight in a blanket. Yeah. And I always thought that that was just what you do. Cause that's, I guess, yeah, what we learned. Um, and it felt so wrong. He hated the swaddle. He wanted to move. And then, and he absolutely didn't want to be in his own crib. I mean, if you think about it, and you put yourself in, in this baby's body, like you were inside in a cozy womb for nine months, connected sure. to this person. You think you are this person. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and you can't move, and you don't, you're still learning how to breathe. <laughs> you know, all these things. Yeah. Like, how freaking scary would it be to be left alone? Sure.
0: Um, makes and, total sense to me. And
2: for me, too, as a mother, it just felt so wrong to not have him right with me. Mm-hmm. And for Johnny as well, he felt it too. So that night we immediately said, well, screw this, screw all the rules. Like he's coming in bed with us. And he mm-hmm. slept perfectly once, once he was there. And then something really nice about the Danish just um, system is that they send uh, home care nurses to you, uh, to your house. And You're kidding that, me. No, so that support is really, really wonderful. And they, um, they help you with you know the early parts of mothering so it you know we were able to ask them you know is this okay and I was so cautiously I thought I was a bad mom for letting Hugo come in and I was shaming myself and I was so timid to ask her like is this okay that he came in bed with us and she said oh yeah that's the norm here you can do that there's just there's safe ways to do it and this is how you do it and so
0: she right like they talk, she showed you yeah, and told you yeah. some
2: tips and then she said absolutely and so every time we kind of felt like Ooh, this doesn't feel right because in america it would be considered wrong um we were so scared to ask her and then she would always affirm that no if that you know that's natural and that's how we do it here too and you know and and whatever feels natural to you is
0: yeah that's that's what it sounds like like mothering it's not it's not a fucking math formula it's not a science thing it's like Dude, that's what works for you, and you know you're keeping your child safe, and you're doing what feels right for you and what feels right for your. Who don't listen to anyone else? Do what you want to do. Hundred percent. Yeah, that is.
2: Yeah, that has been the biggest lesson, and so, um, so things like in swaddling too. You know, she she said, "Oh no, actually, the babies like to move, and that movement is good for their brain. And if they don't want to be swaddled, don't swaddle them." So makes sense. the last big thing, well, there's a lot of things that I've learned, but, um, yeah, Danes love to bring their babies outside, um, and give as much outdoor time to babies as possible. And, and so you'll see babies napping in their prams outside of cafes. And that's an element of trust, obviously that lives amongst this culture, but, um, and once they go to daycare, they actually nap outside as well, um, and so they claim. And there's been studies done that that makes for a really calm baby. And yeah, true, you really don't see many fussy babies around around Denmark. So I think it's,
0: I think that's because they've uh, got to be doing something right. It's the happiest country yeah. in the world. It's yeah. wonderful. It's beautiful. It's magical. You can feel it in the air when you're there. <laughs>
2: They must do something right. Yeah, I think it's that presence, that presence that they give to their babies. Yeah, and being outside. The yoga, and, yeah. After the huga.
0: <laughs> <yoga>. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Well, Hannah, we come to the, the big question of the podcast. Mm, okay. Yeah. What does being fit mean to you? Okay. Well, first, I love that you ask this. I feel like
2: you're <sighs> totally breaking down you know, the perceptions that we've made our whole life. And we should almost be doing that with everything in our life. Just looking at like why we believe what we believe. And your podcast has been so clear that it's all perception. It's all what we want to (laughs) believe.
0: So
2: so yeah, kudos to you, girlfriend. Thanks, Sam. (laughs) Um, But yeah, to me, and we've talked a lot about this already. So it's, I guess, a good recap. But to me, to be fit is to be in tune. With myself on a physical level and that metaphysical level, that thinking and feeling level. So, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, when we're in tune with ourselves um, and really honoring our body for the teacher that it is, for that guru, that wise guru that it that it is, um, and we're nurturing it as if it's our own child, you know, and just really tuning in, then. Our spirit will be happy. Our yeah. psyche, our spirit will be happy, and if we keep giving it what it's asking for, right? So I've really learned, yeah, to flow with with what my body needs and to not resist, and, and that helps. Yeah, it's helped me look inward for that motivation versus looking at oh I want to look like her or, or I want to fit in these jeans or you know right all, all it's like that. we just got
0: to trust ourselves mm-hmm. I mean in a world in a society more so for us in the culture that we're in 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 the states of that that you can't trust yourself yeah. that you have to listen to all of these external forces that yeah, tell you yeah. how to look how to act how to be what you where you should be in your life what this age means like this is what should be happening this is the rule book like just to say, fuck all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. What do I need? What do I need? Going and that's like practice. Yeah, it's it's oh, hard to so do much. that in the environment that we're in. I think yeah. it would be hard. Humans, it's hard. I think that's the point of being human. Almost, is to like that constant practice of, of listening to ourselves and turning inward. Oh, but it's even harder yeah. it right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Thank you Jan. so much for coming on, Thank Han. You. Thank you, you, you know for sharing your Heather. story, so motherhood, birthing all that. Awesome.
2: This was so much fun.
0: Thank you. You're such an inspiration to me. You always have been. You are too. You are too. I love you so much. It's so good to see your face. Uh, I love you too. Where can people follow you? Um, yeah, Hannah has a, a Instagram. beautiful Instagram account. She is in designer, so her photos are just gorgeous and she posts all the best adventures.
2: Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Hannah Lynn Lyons is the Instagram handle. So that's H a n n a h l y n n l y o n s. Perfect. Thanks so much, and and if any of you listeners are in Copenhagen ever, please look me up and come to Power Yoga Copenhagen, or come get a Reiki treatment. I know we didn't touch on Reiki too much, but that yeah,
0: yeah. I know. Well, as soon as you guys open the borders to us again. Yeah. Exactly. I know. <laughs> as soon as Ryan and I were just talking about this, as soon as we're able, we're making a trip. We just like can't wait. I you. No, can't wait. We want that ceiling. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> All right. All right, listeners. Thank you, thank so, you. Much. Thank thank you so much you so Follow much. Me along. Yeah. Follow me at Chrissy Grody at What the Fit Podcast. If you like the idea of more people hearing the podcast, rate review on iTunes really helps. Uh, and if you love What the Fit, help support the podcast with a monthly contribution on the Patreon. And if monetary support's not possible, post to your socials. Tell your friends. Tell your workout partner. Tell your neighbor. Tell anyone. Thanks so much, guys. Love you.